0: Together, growing in faith, changing communities, the grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Today, dear friends, I would like us to reflect on the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 13 to 17. At the time Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to John, to be baptized by him, John would have prevented him saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented, and when Jesus was baptized, he went up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him and behold a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. My dear brothers and sisters, this is a beautiful reading. It's about the baptism of our Lord Jesus Christ. There are two things that are quite important. The first one, John acknowledges Jesus. And when John realizes this is Jesus, immediately he knows, I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you. And that's a sense of humility. I'm the one who needs to be baptized by you because you're greater than I am. Because you're God. But then it leads me to another aspect, another dimension of our human life. Someone wrongs you and does that which upsets you. And sometimes we wait for them to come back to us. We wait for them to acknowledge they've done us wrong. We want nothing to do with them because we know we are right. And we want them to acknowledge. On one hand, it has to do with a sense of justice. But does it also have to do with self-righteousness? But I'm seeing the, the attitude of both Jesus and John. And Jesus answers and he says to him, no, let us do this this way so that we may fulfill all righteousness. And so I see Jesus humbling himself. And probably there is this great challenge that I, the one who's been wronged, have an obligation, have a duty to forgive. Go back to the scriptures. Jesus says, on your way going to present your offering on the altar before God. And when you remember and realize that your brother has something against you, it's interesting, it is your brother or your sister, for that matter, who has something against you. It's not that you have something against him or her. No, it's the other way around. They have wronged you. They have done you injustice. And so Jesus says, leave your offering and go and be reconciled with your brother. And so the common sense will be, but I have not done anything wrong. Why should I apologize? Why should I forgive? Why should I be the bigger one in here? So that all righteousness is fulfilled. And so the Lord is teaching us in the most beautiful, powerful way. Is teaching us. Always seek to understand before you are understood. Always seek to love before you are loved. Always seek to accept before you are accepted. That's what the prayer of St. Francis is all about. It's about putting the other person first. It's about considering the other person. It's about valuing the other person. And that's an important aspect that I pick up in here between the relationship of John and Jesus. But the other thing is that the one who did not need baptism subjects himself to baptism. And it reminds me of what Paul said. Though we was in the form of God, Jesus did not count equality with God as a thing to be grasped, as a thing to be fought around, as a thing to be dealt with in the most barbaric manner. If you know you are right, you don't need to prove any point. If you know you are innocent, you don't need to prove any point. If you know you didn't do it, you did not need to prove any point. There's no need for arguments. There's no need to try to convince people to accept you for who you are. You don't need to prove anything to anyone. Just be yourself. Live your life as best as you can. Don't do it to prove it to people. Don't do it to show off. Don't do it because people expect you to do it. Then there is another element that I find at the baptism of Jesus. The heavens are opened. And as Jesus emerges from water, its new birth, as he emerges from water, The heavens are opened and the Holy Spirit come down upon him in a form of a dove. And this is important for me because Jesus is about to begin his public ministry. And I think it's one of the things that we need to consider. As we begin the year, as we begin the new job, new school, as we begin and start a family, have we invited the Holy Spirit, the one that recreates, the one that binds together, the one that purifies. Have we invited the Holy Spirit to journey with us As the Holy Spirit was at the beginning of Jesus' life at the conception, it is also there in his baptism. It will be there in his public ministry. What about us? If God the Father gives Jesus the Holy Spirit as a helper, as an advocate, as the one who pleads our cause, how about us? How about we consecrate our families to the Holy Spirit? How about we consecrate our homes to the Holy Spirit? How about we consecrate our church to the Holy Spirit? What about our own ministry, our work, our our everything? Our daily, daily, daily routine? Why don't you often consecrate everything to the Holy Spirit? Then there are these beautiful words. You are my beloved son. You are my beloved daughter. In you, I'm well-placed. And how many of us are longing for those words. That you are my beloved. That I love you. I cherish you. I celebrate you. I value you. And we need to be reminded of those words. That's how God feels about you. He looks into your eyes every day. and He says, you are my beloved. He says, I love you. He says, I care about you. He says, I'm proud of you. He says, nothing will stop me loving you. May the Virgin Mother of God continue to be with us, to protect, to bless, and to guide us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.